when it comes to just starting out, just writing your first article, finding your first niche to write about, do you think it's better to step into the, the hot topic, AI, blockchain, whatever it is, and to do that because you know there's a ton of attention there right now? Or do you think it's better to pick something that you're passionate about and, and do what you like? Yeah. That is a, that's a really good question. That's like actually the, that's actually the biggest question that we get in uh, the community, like in our, in the course is that uh, I never know what niche to pick. So I usually recommend people to use their leverage. So that would be, let's say they are in digital marketing and you want to hop into the AI space and that is the perfect opportunity for you. But like, you know, it just depends on the topics. Cause when you're writing articles, you also need to find, you need to con continue finding those like, opportunities, topics to write about. Um, so in, in hindsight, I recommend that you do not just like you pick a passion, but something that also can make you money. So if it is AI, then just go for it. Sometimes you can even start off broad and then go singular into a topic as you start to rank for content, uh, because a lot of people don't know what they want. I, I've switched many times on my website. Uh, for the first six months, I was writing about personal finance. And then, uh, you know, that made me a lot of revenue. Uh, through credit repair programs and softwares and then i moved into i pivoted into the ai space and i'm really grateful i did so yeah I, you can go broad and then move on to different topics with the website so you think it's just talk about anything uh, once again get all that experience and then narrow down based off sort of what you're able to keep up and what the response you get and it's just about yeah, if you're a beginner, I think it's good to kind of go broad a little bit because uh, most beginners don't know what they want. And then they never end up setting up their website. They never end up writing content because they get stuck on the niche part. They don't know what topic to write. So go broad in the beginning if you're a complete beginner. If you're someone that has experience in life and or you know what you already want to talk about, then just dive into that niche and just continue writing topics around there. But for complete beginners, go broad. Just write articles and you'll find your, you'll kind of create your path for yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Founders Ascent. I think we have a really interesting discussion prepared for you today. Unfortunately, Gavin is traveling and unable to join us, but I'm here with content creator, SEO expert, and all around side hustler, Eddie, who's been a solopreneur for over two years and is kind enough to join us here and share his experiences and all the secrets to success. So I'm very, very excited. Thank you so much for joining us, Eddie. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny how we crossed paths and that was through your social media. So, you know, you reached out and I was really happy to uh, be on here. And uh, yeah, thank thankful. So I'm hoping to, happy to talk about, you know, SEO or just business in general, side hustles, and I guess my path to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, same here. I uh, like this is episode 25 for us, big whoop. And so <laughs> you being an expert in the space, I think you can correct a lot of the constant errors I'm making in content creation. And I think anyone else who's just starting as a content creator, or maybe they've been a content creator for a while, but they haven't seen the results that they wanted. I, I think this episode is going to be for them. And so before we tap into your expertise on SEO and content creation, maybe let's just start with you and how you became a content creator and entrepreneur what sort of was that moment where we saw the first sparks of that entrepreneurial spirit yeah so i'll uh keep it brief uh so i live in I'm, my name is eddie i live in uh, california right by disneyland and 
I uh, joined the military right after high school, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was kind of just, you know, uh, my whole family is from the military as well. Um, so I never went to like an actual, I never got an education. I just went straight to the military. <laughs> and I tried a bunch of different side hustles. So like everyone else, I've tried like S SMMA, I've tried drop shipping, I've tried like e-commerce. I've tried, you know, even just doing physical side hustles, um, you know, working with like my dad uh, at the time. And uh, I ended up falling into like learning about ClickFunnels and all these other like affiliate marketing uh, products and services. And I kind of fell into that. And I failed many times, like many, many times. And then I ended up uh, learning about who now is, um, was my mentor, but now when, uh, someone I work for is, his name is Adam Enfro. He's on YouTube, really big channel. Um, and he talks about affiliate marketing, SEO, and like how to build a personal brand. And I like fell in love with that because he did it in eight months. So I kind of like, I was like, hey, if you can do it, I can do it. Um, so yeah, so the business, the thing that I do right now is I write content online. I rank for products that are like top 10 best microphone for YouTubers, like just for example, and I rank for these products on Google and I earn affiliate commissions and I just been building on my personal brand using my own domain name. So like eddiebaye.com. And uh, right now it's just been kind of just honestly just been disciplined, staying consistent and writing every single, I literally write every almost every single day and I publish content and that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that's the, what sparked it was like the affiliate marketing, trying out different side hustles and learning everything, failing, and then getting to where I am now. And so what, how you fell into it was just trying a ton of different things and then you found your fit. And yeah. do you think that's like the best approach to just try different things? That's the only approach, I guess. Or do you think maybe there was a better way you could have gone around it and achieved faster success in hindsight? Yeah, there's definitely could have been a lot better ways to approach this. Um, but I do like the approach that uh, Gary Vee always talks about where it's like, hey, like in your, you're in your 20s, like buy courses, learn different things, fail forward, and then just kind of like learn from that. So I can't really speak upon like someone that, you know, uh, knows exactly what they want and like they go for it. I, I kind of just stumbled upon something because I wanted to really break free from like my nine to five. I didn't know what to do after the military. So I just bought a bunch of different courses, tried things out. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like affiliate marketing and SEO kind of fell into my lap, essentially. I'm in a very similar boat with you on that, just trying different things, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Uh, and so you've now helped both with building your own brand and then learning from other experts. Where do you see like 99% of content creators fail? What's the like most common mistake you think content creators make? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, uh, so we, uh, I help um, Adam Enfroy, this, he's one of the biggest personal brand affiliate guys I know. Uh, they run a course for over 2000 students. And the biggest thing that I've, I see is imposter syndrome. So like a lot of people feel like they're not made to make content online or they feel like, uh, they, they feel like they're gonna get judged and many people don't ever end up creating anything. Uh, whether it's like a website or it's uh, sales funnels, they just feel like this imposter syndrome that attacks them and they, they don't do anything. Then they move on to the next side hustle and then the next thing and they keep just uh, regurgitating information without actually implementing. So yeah, the biggest thing is kind of just feeling like um, imposter syndrome and that you feel like you're alone because it is pretty lonely. Like when you're, you know, working online. <laughs> so it's always that fear of failure that that's sort of keeping people yeah. back 
But it, it seems like you overcame that just by doing a ton of different things. Where do you think that comes from? Just the ability to yeah. avoid that fear. Yeah, I think it was honestly, I, I was scared too. But the biggest thing that helped me was just doing something every day. So like I I still do this exact same thing where I, I plan out uh, my priorities. So I have, a, I do, I've been doing this for almost two and a half years where I write a list of priorities. And then I write a list of sub sub priorities and just random personal things I need to get done through the day. So as long as I get those things done on my, on my list, that's kind of how I've been achieving a success. It's just like literally discipline <laughs> on my end. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm the same, like the same exact person that just bought a brand new course. I just been continuing what I've been doing for the past two years. <laughs> We've, talked a lot on this channel about keeping habits, staying disciplined, holding yourself accountable. There was one guy yeah. who had uh, 10 bracelets on his wrist and every day he had to get 10 wins and move it over to the other wrist uh, to keep track of it. And this constant reminder of just consistency and doing it every day, not caring about failures or successes and just continuing to stay focused. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's actually, that's actually a really cool idea. The bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought as well it was a fantastic episode episode 10 everyone check it out after this but uh so with that so consist consistency is where people fail where do you mm -hmm. see sort of asymmetric returns where people can really succeed that a lot of people don't know about it maybe uh so you're talking about like kind of like what what the process looks like when trying to succeed or yeah so uh maybe there's currently right now in the space maybe you see that there's a platform that's getting more attention than most uh even with lower efforts or maybe uh there's some method or process you can use whether it's leveraging ai or some other tool where you see asymmetric returns where you get way more out of it than you actually put in where do you think that exists yeah, yeah, I think I think right now, and honestly, this is how we just started talking. How we kind of are on here today uh, is threads. Like threads can be a great opportunity uh, for many people. And another stopping point or like syndrome, imposter syndrome that someone might have is like, I don't know how to write. Well, then you can use tools like ChatGPT or other AI writing software that can help you like implement like I don't know some kind of uh, like thread outline or like a Twitter thread outline. And you can write from that. So I think the biggest thing right now is always like trying to hop on trends and not just hop on trends, but like find that emerging opportunity for yourself. Stay in there for six months, even longer, and you'll see like a huge difference. But I think threads might be like a really good opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for the new threads. What what about yeah. it for you is exciting? Uh, wh where do you see threads going? For me, I, I'm even right now, just this morning, I was already uh, engaging with creators that I wouldn't talk to ever, where it's like, hey, like they're, you know, behind a paywall or they're behind, you know, you have to sign up to their email list and then <laughs> buy their products. But like right now, like I just reply to uh, one of my favorite creators' posts and then he responds back in that comment section. So there's an opportunity for someone who's like a beginner speaking to like their, you know, their heroes or whatever it may be. And they can talk to him directly and that might lead to an opportunity you know to go on a podcast to uh collaborate or you know one of those things right <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunities that i see where you just need to comment and be engaging with threads twitter facebook whatever it is yeah 
And, and do you think Threads maybe reveals something about the future where all these other platforms are going to try to copy each other and make six copies of Instagram, six copies of YouTube? And do you think yeah. we're going to have like the Clone Wars here? I think I think so, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it kind of happened just recently with like ChatGPT and Google Bard, where like, mm -hmm. like Google, like you know, Bard was kind of falling into falling into pieces because ChatGPT was like everybody loved it, so they tried cloning, you know, something similar, but it didn't work out. But I think it's healthy, like comp competition, because then they start improving their products. Like, oh shoot, uh, Twitter just added this new thing; we need to add it to Threads. Or, I that's kind of like my opinion, um, but I think it's healthy for everyone, where it's like we're getting more tools, more products, and more features. Same, sure. I completely agree, especially with AI tools. I, I think the uh -huh. goal is to have a lot of different AIs, not one massive one that can destroy us all. And so <laughs> yeah. how do you think marketing and content creation will look as we enter what some people are calling the age of AI? Where do you think that's headed with how we use AI to create content, how we use AI to market? Yeah, so I think that's actually a really good question because, like, if uh, for anyone that like does ever look at my website, I talk a lot about AI and content creation. So I think the biggest thing to do is uh, just always remove like the fluff that AI provides you, and don't publish content that AI just gives you. You need to like edit the content. You need to proofread things because if not, we're just gonna like get all the same answers and questions in Google, Twitter. And it's gonna be like really boring. You need to add like your personal, like that personal touch to your content, whether it's like an image, changing things, adding humor, whatever it is. But I think it, I think it's gonna be bad and good for a lot of creators, uh, especially for beginners who rely too much on AI, for sure. Yeah, and, and so when you sit down to create content using AI, what does that process look like? What, what sort of the steps? Yeah, so it depends. So if I'm using like AI, like, you know, for example, I'm writing an article uh, for a big brand. I will usually get like their brand voice or understand their website. And I will prompt ChatGPT to tell me or give it the information that it needs in order to write the articles that I'm looking for. So like I'll tell like, hey, ChatGPT, make sure uh, you know you have a really solid podcast intro for me uh, based on the present the speaker that I'm going to talk to. This is what they do. This is their niche. This is their or niche, niche, <laughs> and this is like, you know, uh, what they sell or promote. And then chat, like I kind of prompted to help me out. So that's kind of like my process. And I use a lot of like outlines, prompting, and uh, and kind of just like Grammarly too. So using plagiarism checkers, spelling grammar checkers to make sure that you're not sounding like a robot. <laughs> so yeah, that's mainly it. So when, when I try doing that, I run into character limitations where the, I, the yeah. articles are too long, too many words. How, how do you overcome that? Is it summarizing? What do you do? Yeah, so I go section by section usually. And uh, what I like to do is, uh, well, when it comes to Google and SEO, you need to have like specific keywords in an article without keyword stuffing, because then that just looks really spammy. So what I like to do is like I'll prompt it section by section. So I have like an outline and it will have like everything it will have the uh, headers. And then in each section, I include, I told ChatGPT to prioritize three keywords and then go section by section up to 300 or 400 words. And that usually leads me up to about a 2,500 word article that I can edit afterwards, add my personal humor and work from there. 
So, so you use AI to get the baseline product, prompting it to mm -hmm. include SEO, and then you edit it after to make it more human and more relatable and flow nicer. Okay. Yeah. That that makes a ton of sense. And so uh, when it comes to that, a lot of content creators, I feel like they're scared not only of being judged and um, fear that they're going to get embarrassed in some way, but I think there's also the imposter syndrome of where this doesn't feel original. I feel like I'm just copying somebody else. How do you feel about like creativity, originality, repetition, variation, all those sort of ideas that come together with this problem? Yeah. So that, yeah, it's tough. I usually, I usually recommend that uh, creators or beginners, uh, if they're starting a website or just content creation in general, to do it yourself first, because then you learn, you like, you start to understand what's good and bad. Uh, because if you're just using AI and you don't know what to edit, then it's gonna feel very discouraging when you're not getting any likes or comments. <laughs> so I recommend that anyone who you know wants to use AI tools, I highly advise you to uh, learn how to write content yourself first. And the priority should be copywriting. So you should learn how to uh, understand copywriting. So like sales copywriting frameworks. Uh, how to grab people's attention, like hooks, uh, practice your intros. I mean, literally things like that, where you can make someone stop and scroll and then watch your video or read your thread. And that's like the biggest thing. So do it yourself first and then move on to AI tools. And what do you think is the best way to learn and get practice with that? Is it just with your own blog or maybe working for someone else? Yeah, so I mean, if you can work for, if you can work for someone else, like in a similar area or niche, that is probably the best way because you learn and then you also make money while learning. <laughs> but if not, uh, highly recommend setting up a blog and picking a topic or a niche or you know subtopics and just seriously write uh, if you can, depending on your schedule, write every day like a fifteen hundred to two thousand word blog post. Write write it write it down use outlines and just like start learning and after six months i promise you that you'll be a way better writer and you'll learn skills and you could take courses too there's a bunch of free courses like on udemy or you know youtube youtube university that's basically basically it and so what would you say of all of the things you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey what do you think hits the number one what's what's your top tip to people who are starting out yeah, I think the top tip, actually, I have two, but the top tip is going back to being disciplined. So as long as you're doing something every day for your business, uh, you're going to see some kind of success. Like I've never met anyone that hasn't continuously uh, done something for their uh, side hustle or business and hasn't seen some kind of result. So first thing is discipline. The second thing is networking. Um, so I'm just talking about like, you know, it could be in a community that you're in, like in a Facebook community or a group, and you're just like engaging with someone. You, you never know what kind of partnership you might like reach. So discipline uh, and kind of like building a community, essentially. And is there a particular platform that you think is the best for reaching out, more replies or anything? Yeah, I think it depends on your uh, in the industry that you're in. But for personal brands, I highly recommend right now using threads and then kind of going through Instagram DMs. And if not, uh, LinkedIn is like another very powerful, more professional way of like uh, networking. But 
if you want to grow really fast, I think the majority of people are going to go to threads and you can talk to the, you know, your, the creators that are on YouTube or anyone that you want to really talk to. So threads and LinkedIn right now. Awesome. And so when judging the success of the content that you're producing, what, what are the sort of analytics that you focus, like hyper-focus on? This is how I know this is working. This is just a vanity mm -hmm. metric that's not useful. Yeah, really good question. So uh, I don't know if you know about Google Analytics, but they everyone's really upset because they switched over to a new uh, Analytics 4. And that's how we normally look at our websites, like the data, the data, traffic stats, uh, how many people actually read our articles. So I'm using a new tool called Plausible, which actually uh, is like a Google Analytics alternative. So I track all my data in Plausible. I can see how many clicks I get on my website. So right now I'm getting about 40 to 60,000 per month uh, of traffic. And then I use uh, SEO tools to help me know how many keywords I'm using. Uh, when I use AI, it will tell me like, this is how much plage this is how much AI is detected in your content. So I try to change that and I update content. So using AI tools and tracking data through plausible is like right now my little tech stack. <laughs> okay. Noted plausible is the new best way to track analytics as far as you're concerned with. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> awesome. And for the actual process of your website, did did you create that yourself? Was that a WordPress? Was that some template? How, how do you get yeah, so I mean, Yeah. Yeah. So I use WordPress. So um, I always recommend everyone to do like a minimum viable website, also known as like minimum viable product. You just want to have your website set up. And I use WordPress. Uh, my WordPress theme is an all-in-one theme called Thrive Themes, super drag and drop. So it's super easy to use. And it took me about a week to like set up, but over the years, I've been always constantly upgrading and updating con like the website theme and design. So when I first had it, it looked terrible, but it was actually ranking for content. But uh, I, I continue to learn and that's, I never changed. So I've always used WordPress, Thrive Themes and uh, email marketing, I use ConvertKit. And so you've hit 2000, people every day, you know, 60,000, 40, 60,000 a month, up to mm -hmm. 2,000 a day with this yeah. content creation method. And that's because you've stuck with it for two years and built that up. When it comes to just starting out, just writing your first article, finding your first niche to write about, do you think it's better to step into the, the hot topic, AI, blockchain, whatever it is, and to do that because you know there's a ton of attention there right now? Or do you think it's better to pick something that you're passionate about and, and do what uh, you like? Yeah, that is a, that's a really good question. That's like actually the, that's actually the biggest question that we get in uh, the community, like in, our, in the course, is that uh, I never know what niche to pick. So I usually recommend people to use their leverage. So that would be, let's say they are in digital marketing and you want to hop into the AI space and that is the perfect opportunity for you. But like, you know, it just depends on the topics because when you're writing articles, you also need to find, you need to con continue finding those like opportunities, topics to write about. Um, so in, in hindsight, I recommend that you do not just like, you pick a passion, but something that also can make you money. So if it is AI, then just go for it. Sometimes you can even start off broad and then go singular into a topic as you start to rank for content. Uh, because a lot of people don't know what they want. I I've switched many times on my website 
uh, for the first six months, I was writing about personal finance. And then, uh, you know, that made me a lot of revenue uh, through credit repair programs and softwares. And then I moved into, I pivoted into the AI space and I'm really grateful I did. So yeah, I, you can go broad and then move on to different topics with the website. So you think it's just talk about anything, uh, once again, get all that experience and then narrow down based off sort of what you're able to keep up and what the response you get. And it's just about, yeah, if you're a beginner, I think it's good to kind of go broad a little bit because uh, most beginners don't know what they want and then they never end up setting up their website. They never end up writing content because they get stuck on the niche part. They don't know what topic to write. So go broad in the beginning. If you're a complete beginner, if you're someone that has experience in life and, or, you know, what you already want to talk about, then just dive into that niche and just continue writing topics around there. But for complete beginners, go broad, just write articles and you'll find your, you'll kind of create your path for yourself. And so when you're going broad and talking about all those different things, do you think there needs to be any sort of connecting thread or do you think you can be that connecting thread and it's just what you like? And yeah, for, so for websites, like for SEO, you do kind of need a connecting thread, What it's also known as topical clusters. So you need to cluster your content. So you can't like, you know, you need to have a content plan in place for sure. Uh, for SEO and Google rankings, I think with like, you know, an app like threads or Twitter or social media platforms like that, you can have a personal brand and be very broad. Um, but for SEO and Google, you do need to have like a specific content plan in place. There's just no way uh, Google would be very confused about what you want to rank about or what you what your topic is. But I think for other social media platforms, you can literally, you know, post a picture of your dog and yourself and like, hey, writing, and you know, you'll get a thousand likes. And then you could talk about something else and then pitch some pitch a product in your in that same platform like threads. Uh, but Google is a little different. Yeah. So for Google, you want to have that one sort of central focus for your site because otherwise it will yeah. hit rankings. Okay. That yeah. Was... Like for, I'll give you an example. Like Perfect. Uh, for Google. Yeah. For example, like, so you can have a broad topic. So let's say it's personal finance. That is like the broad topic for your knowledge graph of Google. And then you have your subtopics. So number one subtopic could be debt management. And then the second subtopic could be student loans, like helping people fix, you know, uh, going to student loan debt. The next uh, subtopic could be credit. Uh, how to, you know, how do I build my credit? Uh, credit cards. And then that next subtopic will be credit repair. So then you have your four subtopics. You have your main topic, and then you create pillars of content around that. That's exactly what we did with Founders Ascent. Uh, I'm glad to hear oh. that we're doing it right, because um, <laughs> we. Uh, I, I think our three list was entrepreneurship self-improvement and fitness and that's sort of the three yeah. categories that we've stuck to with this and so uh, let, let's say they've been uh, whoever is listening they've been convinced that they need to start writing content and they need to start doing it every day but then they're starting to get discouraged that it's not hitting uh it's not seeing the numbers that they thought they would get it's not uh, as always then your expectations are way above what reality and uh, you're, you're getting discouraged. What's maybe one way that they can amplify and, and improve their presence? And maybe what's just one way like psychologically uh, to sort of continue staying focused and not give up? Yeah, yeah I think the biggest thing, 
I mean, I really like that example that you told me about earlier on the, the other episode 10, where the guy had like the person had the, the beads. Like yeah. if you can, if you can find something first, if, you know, if no, if uh, writing your task the day before uh, is something that will help you, then do that. As long as you complete the task, like I always go back to being disciplined. Um, and maybe I learned that from the military or maybe I just kind of gathered, you know, learned that as I went along with life. But as long as you're disciplined, uh, that is the best way to succeed. Uh, my, you know, the, my mentor, Adam, he says that there's no such thing as motivation. There's only discipline. So, you know, you can motivate yourself, but then the next day, if you're not motivated, you're not going to do anything. So just stay disciplined and write something every day, if, whether it's writing content, sending emails, trying to get on a podcast or whatever it is, just do that every single day and you'll see success. And yeah. I, I think for me, I struggle with uh, over planning, like mm. I'll, I'll, I'll overbook my day and get have a ton of stuff and then I'll end up falling short and not hitting some mm. categories. But the alternative is I underplan and I'm guaranteed to hit a hundred percent, but maybe yeah. shooting for the stars was the better idea and I would have hit more. What, what, how do you balance that? Overplanning, underplanning? What do you think if you had to do one or the other, overplan or underplan, what do you think is the one you should pick? Yeah, I think that's a tough question because it depends on the person. Because if mm -hmm. someone is over planning and they don't reach their goals, they feel like they're they failed the day. Like that's what I think. So I would, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards under planning. So like again, going based off of like main priorities, then sub priority. Uh, so if you can have one priority on your list for the day, you complete that, you feel amazing, and then you have three sub sub uh, tasks that you need to complete for the day you're kind of like, oh, cool, I already completed what I needed to do for the day, and then I can work on anything else, and I feel great. So I think under planning might be better for most people. <laughs> okay. I'll try yeah. to adjust, because for me, I, I'm just like, oh, I'll, I'll have time. I, I can it, it, schedule yeah. out it by the 15-minute intervals, and it will be just enough, <laughs> because everything... But it never works out perfectly. And so... Yeah. Uh, and so how you get personally schedule your day with your routine, is it just that list that you have, or do you have other things that you habits that you do automatically? Yeah. So the list is the first thing that I do. Cause I do that every single night. Um, there's like literally a day that I don't miss the writing it on, on my notes at night. Um, but the next thing is I use Trello. So it's like a project management system. Um, so I use that for like all my content creation stuff. So anything that had to do with like, uh, you know, future YouTube videos, uh, future uh, blog posts, social media content, uh, even like ideas. So whenever I have like an idea in my head or I watch a YouTube video and I find out, I find out about like a new AI tool, I have, a, I have like an ideas Trello board where I just add all my ideas in there. So I use Trello kind of like automatically as well for everything when it comes to content creation. Um, so that's really useful too. Most people use like Notion and stuff, but Trello is like simple to look at for me. I, I think I might need that. Uh, and so when it comes to your content creation, you're completely solo on this. You don't tap into freelancers really or uh, yeah. other experts, I, right? I, yeah, so I sometimes will use, I mean, I rarely use freelancers. I probably write with like, I write, I write about 20 articles a month and I probably have a freelancer write maybe three or five of those. 
and it's like someone I've been working with for over a year and a half, like with one-off projects. So I usually do everything myself, like all my work, all the, you know, videos, blog posts, content, it, I'm just doing it by myself right and, now. And how do you determine wh whether this is something you need to do yourself or you delegate it to someone else? Yeah, I guess, I guess I haven't really come across that point because almost everything I've done is like, usually again very very like simple like the business model that i'm in is like writing articles uh doing stuff on my website like kind of needs adjustment and tweaks replying back to other content creators and helping people out in the community so there's not much that i personally needed to outsource um if i can't if it takes up too much of my time or i get stressed out i just uh, i will like pay for someone to help me with it but other than that that's like why i like being a solopreneur because there's things most businesses, this business model is like really simple. It's just really boring <laughs> for most people. Yeah. And so most of what you do is just writing the content and then tiny tweaks on the website to make it rank higher. When doing those mm -hmm. tweaks, what are you looking for? How do you know that, oh, this thing is underperforming what it should? Yeah, that's actually a great question because uh, I, I actually audit, I audit right now I'm doing this as of like today and yesterday where I'm auditing all my articles and checking the rankings and positions in Google. So I use a tool called Surfer SEO, which is like one of the like the number one auditing tool for uh, for blog content. This tells you like, hey, you're it goes based off uh, off of performance scores. So it'll tell you the top ten competitors on Google. They'll say these competitors all have a score of 80, 80 plus SEO scores, and you have a, a score of fifty. Here's what you need to update, and it'll tell you like, oh, you need to update the title. You need you need to update. Um, you need to add more images, you need to add in uh, internal links, and you need to add like bold fonts. So I literally just follow that audit. It takes me about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the post. And I use that for every single blog post. And it's been really helpful. So I was actually uh, featured in one of their podcasts as well for SEO, for SEO which was fun. Awesome. I'll be sure to link to that uh, so they can check you out there as well. And and it seems like you're using a lot of different tools between AI tools, Surfer SEO, Plausible, Trello, all these different tools. Uh, how, do, do you know how much it costs, like maybe monthly, for you to access all these tools? Obviously, you don't need all of them um, when you're just starting out. But mm -hmm. what, what does that look like financially? Yeah, so I'll separate it into categories um, for the for the website. To run my entire site, I only spend about, uh, oops, sorry about that. No worries. Sorry about that. <laughs> I only spend about uh, $200 a month with an, a keyword research tools, uh, WordPress, the theme builder, um, like, and then there's like things that make my site really fast. So they're like caching plugins, image compressors. So overall, I spend about $220 a month um so it's a very like high return on investment if you're making money from your website um and then for ai tools i i mean i don't know if you've heard of AppSumo, but <laughs> very I've, yeah i'm like a i'm like an AppSumo ai junkie so i buy a ton of different products but the <laughs> so but the main ones i really use is um uh yeah like like seo tools ai tools in total i probably spend about 600 dollars a month in ai tools oh wow triple your yeah. website that's how much you, you've invested in ai well i mean actually like in, in total i probably oh, spend about 600 it. bucks yeah yeah okay because i use i use jasper jasper ai mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> I use, a, like I said, Surfer SEO, which is another, another AI tool. Um, ChatGPT is 20 bucks a month. So all in all, I think I am spending about 600 bucks a month. Very cool. Uh, and I, I think that's all the questions I had for you. So we're now going to get to the last part of the show, which is rapid fire questions. There are six of them. Just try to answer them fairly quickly. Some of them are pretty deep, but uh, <laughs> just try to keep it going. These make great shorts. Yeah. So uh, first question, how much sleep do you get? <laughs> I get about six to seven hours of sleep, usually. Awesome. What's your favorite book and why? One of my favorite books actually is right here, Traffic Secrets. So I read that from uh, Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels. It's mm -hmm. a really great book to kind of build your audience. Awesome. If you had to start your career over again tomorrow with nothing, what's the first thing you would do? The first thing I would do is offer consulting services because that's the easiest way to getting money and sending an invoice and getting uh, a client. And consulting, you control that. What's most important to you in life? Right now, the most important things in my life are uh, my wife, family, and just being healthy. If you could change anything about the world, what would it be and why? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Chick-fil-A, but making sure that Chick-fil-A would be open on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Fully support. And last question. How do you want to be remembered? Hmm. This is a good, a good husband, family, hopefully father in the future, but uh, just yeah, being a good person and just always kind of, uh, you know, showing up for when I need to show up for essentially. Perfect. I think that's a great place to end off. Thank you so much for watching everyone. Uh, this is our 25th episode. So we're celebrating over here that we've done this for half a year and we're very excited to continue doing this for as long as we can. So be sure to like, subscribe, comment, do all the good things to uh, help us on the algorithms. And we'll be sure to link to everything Eddie is doing in the description and check out all his projects. Um, his expertise is unparalleled. So be sure to check him out and we'll see you at, doing our next episode on Tuesday. Don't be late.